Hi, everybody. It's Trish Carr from Women's Prosperity Network. I'm so excited to be with you today. We are here for another Be Real, Get Real with Women's Prosperity Network. And we do this broadcast every week with one of our amazing members. And um, it's really about getting to know each other. The thing about business is we don't do business with businesses. We do business with people. So let's meet the people and get to know each other because the truth is if I like you, I'm more likely to do business with you. If I know you, I'm more likely to do business with you. And if I understand who you are, what you're about, I'm more likely to do business with you. So it is my pleasure today to have my amazing guest with me and I'll introduce you to her in just a moment. But first I wanna invite you to get comfortable. We're gonna be here for about 15, 20 minutes, that's all. And this is gonna be a great conversation that you're gonna to wanna to listen to and be a part of. So as we're going, please make comments in the uh, post below. And also you see that, that other button there that says share? If you look down, it says share go ahead and click that so you can save this and send it to your friends so that they too can learn about our amazing guest. Guest, And let me tell you about the woman that we're gonna be speaking to today. She is a CFO in your pocket. I love that because so many of us in business need somebody who can help us look at numbers, figure it out, figure out what our cash flow is, make sure that the cash is doing what we want it to do and it's flowing in our business. She's also a business advisor and she just for uh, where she is located, she's in the fabulous Westchester County in New York in the beautiful, beautiful place. She's so lucky she lives someplace beautiful. You know, she's from corporate America and held the title of controller and CFO in her former life. However, she has been in her own business in SDR consulting since 1999. So this is a woman who's worked with many people who knows what she's doing and who can talk turkey when it comes to talking numbers. Please help me welcome Susan D. Roberta. Susan, I'm so happy you're here. Hey, thank you. Me too. It's fun, always fun being with you, Trish. Yeah, you too. Community and whoever else is watching and listening. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it is great. And we know each other for a long time. And I feel like I know a lot about you, yet I know there are some things I don't because, you know, mm -hmm. when we were talking about this, mm -hmm. you, you were talking about um, finding your truth and the hero's journey and how things happen in life for all of us that changes the landscape. Yeah. And, you know, it's unimaginable before it happens. And for you, you say that that was divorce and I can so relate. Any yeah. of you out there who have ever been divorced are thinking of divorce. It changes things regardless of whether you're the one who creates the breakup or whether you're on the other side of it. Sure. It's surprising to your life. So tell us about your situation. It really upended your life in a big way. Oh, yeah. I had a great expectation of um, of uh, being married, being happy, just uh, living life with a man I love and who loves me. And I was raised that way. You know, it's like go to college, Susan, get a degree and get married and have children. Mm -hmm. I want 
you know, my parents wanted grandchildren. It's like, oh, okay, that's my new job. Mm, I don't know. You know, I got lost in that equation, but I did want to get married and, uh, and have a partner in life for life, you know, make a commitment for life, you know. So I got married when I was 36. And oh, uh, that was older. You were older yeah, when you got yeah, married. Yeah, I was older and wiser. And I thought, well, I'm just going to know. And and um, I'm also going to make a very good uh, judgment, good decision, good choice. I'm not going to rush into things like so many of my friends at age 23 and then get divorced at age 28 with two kids. You know, it's like, no, thank you. Yeah. Married. I waited. I thought, oh, okay. So, you know, this is, I got this. This is all going to turn out because I know, you yes. know, myself. And guess what? After 16 years of marriage, mm. I looked in the mirror and I did not recognize that woman looking back at me. Mm. Oh, it even still grabs me now. Oh. So, you know, it was just such a sense of loss of self in, um, um, forgetting uh, boundaries and forgetting what was important to me and sacrificing everything for another person just to have it work, just to have it turn out. And yeah. that is, you know, too high a price to pay for anything, to lose your uh, self-identity, your self-worth, your uh, self-respect, ultimately, and your power. And, um, this happens to a lot of women, but especially to, to me, uh, I am a caretaker, I'm a giver. And so um, that was just my natural mode of operation here. You know, I give you what you need. But then again, uh, my tank was emptied because he took it all and I didn't get what I needed. Well, that's the other side of it. That's the other side of it. Yes, exactly. I was... Um... Yeah. I was 48 when I got divorced. Mm. So we weren't far apart in age. No. And um, mm. while I had, I mean, we had money, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, the equitable distribution of it and making sure, oh. I mean, it was not fun mm. going through it. Oh. No. And, you know, the whole losing yourself. Yeah. For me, it was, there were things I wanted to do that he just didn't want to take risks mm -hmm. at. So mm -hmm. I'm talking about simple things like buying a new house or investing in a, uh -huh. a rental property so that we could grow our wealth. Like Go. he was not interested in doing anything yeah. that would put at risk any yeah. of our money. And I'm a big risk taker. Yeah, me And too. I felt like I was losing myself and what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. This was exactly the same thing, Trish, because uh, we bought a home. Uh, he was an architect and I figured, oh, good, you'll fix up the house. No, wrong. He fixed up everybody else's house, but not mine, not ours. Mm. And he wasn't um, really uh, a risk taker, as it turned out. You know, I was willing to go for it and work for it. And he just wasn't. And these were, as you said, simple things. It's like, uh, you know, um, buying a condo um, uh, in addition to the house, having a, a second home or fixing up the house. Uh, there was just no no plan. It was just to hold on to everything really, really tight. And um, there was no joy in, in living life. Why are we acquiring these things if we are not to enjoy them? Uh, but there were other things, you know, that were just not working as well, you know. So um, 
Um, there was the the thing about, you know, children. There was the thing about, you know, where to live and how to live. And, and as it came down to the bottom line, it's really we wanted different things in life. You know, we loved each other, but love is not enough to make a marriage work. You need the same values, things in common. And, um, and you also um, have to have workability and are willing to compromise. And that big two C words, you know, were missing in, you know, the other side of my equation in my marriage. So I had to, I had to give up, I had to give it up and uh, move on. And what's interesting is that um, um, we chose to get a, a divorce uh, mediator who was also an attorney and uh, go through that process. It is the kindest cut, the quickest, the um, mm -hmm. most efficient, uh, least expensive, if you can talk to each other and have a conversation and, you know, remedy what needs to be resolved, you know, between the two of you. So we did this. I basically uh, facilitated it, uh, being the money person, and did all the Excel spreadsheets and all the, you know, I did everything. He just <laughs> showed up, sat in the seat and signed the papers. Meanwhile, I had all the files and all the, you know, schedules and this and that. And I did, you know, and the attorney, the mediator recognized that I know my stuff. And, and so, <laughs> yes, that's right. So he wasn't going to get anything over on you. No, I know my stuff, but also, you know, um, she, she knew that uh, going forward, she could refer me. Um, and uh, it's funny, I became a divorce coach as a result of that. And I became a certified divorce mediator in addition to being a CFO and having my own business, SDR Consulting, which is all about, uh, it stands for success driven results. But, um, but I became a divorce coach because I wanted to help women get through this because it's gut-wrenching. And women make uh, financial decisions from an emotional place. And they want to get out of the game as quickly as possible because they can't stand to have their hand in the fire. Right. You know, it's painful. Even if yeah. you want the divorce, even if you wanted it, chose it, called it, when it's finally, you know, that begins to change, the whole landscape of everything begins to shift. As a woman, you feel impacted here and it changes for you emotionally. You just want it done over and out and I'm out of here and goodbye and get out of my life. So we tend to uh, not make the best choices for ourselves financially. Mm -hmm. So I became the advocate for a woman going through a divorce and her advisor, you know, and holding her up with toothpicks so that she could have a, a conversation and stand for herself. And having done this for myself, you know, I, I so wanted to give back to other women who were struggling with this. In addition to having my, you know, business advisory and, and CFO and all of that, that, you know, there was a part of me that um, uh, I saw that uh, the the on the horizon what would be for some women going through you know a divorce, and um, this way they could make a, a better decision for themselves by having me in their corner. You know, you you don't want to go through divorce alone. No, no. So this changed my life because do you still do that. What? Uh, yes, people, you know, it's really funny. I live in Westchester, New York, and I was called the divorce coach um, 
I was known as that in Westchester. So if you reach out to me and if you need that, want that, or want to, you know, have a chat with me, please, you know, uh, you can contact me uh, through my website. Um, my calendar link is there. So um, um, I welcome that. You know, I, I won't say I won't say no to that. Yeah, no, I think it's wonderful that you do yeah. that. And that's a really... <laughs> Uh, an important thing you're saying, and you're absolutely right, is we get emotional. We don't want to deal with the conflict. Right. We just want it to be over. We mm -hmm. give in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When we're not really thinking about mm -hmm. our long-term right. financial health. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I, you know, and this is, this is uh, true and difficult to admit, even though I'm a sharp cookie, with numbers, with other people's numbers. Mm -hmm. At the time of my divorce, I capitulated because I'm a woman too. I am not immune to this. I went through my own emotional roller coaster ride and I uh, lost a lot. I could have made a better deal for myself. And um, um, and in trying to get myself back with my business, feeling so emotionally impacted, my business tanked. Mm -hmm. And then since I was the sole, you know, I'm taking care of me now. It's one salary, not two. And yes. so I went into debt. I went into, I think it was $75,000 in debt on credit cards to keep it going. And, um, and we kept, and we kept it going um, and we got, we got out of that, you know, um, but this can be avoided, but it was from the lessons that I've learned there that I was able to play, you know, play it forward and help other women. And also I got through the experience of going through divorce and then my little, my main I see you. Yeah. I see you, kitty. He's always visiting me when I'm on camera. It's really funny, it's but uh, but <laughs> but um, uh, the the impact of divorce um, is very powerful on a woman's life. Um, it is your financial crosswords, and it is so important to make the best decisions for you, and not to do it alone. Have you know talk to different people. And um, you may speak with me. And um, and this way, you make the best decision for yourself. Uh, in the end, after going through this, um, like, eye of the needle, you know, I went through yeah. I went through my eye of the needle and, and a major transformation where um, I saw that, well, you know, it's up to me to make this work and not to have a pity party and, uh, you know, and all of this. I'm a business person. I have been a CFO. I've been in that C-suite. I know how to run a business and help the CEO run their life. Now I'm the CEO and I'm, and I can take care of me. And this was a huge, huge lesson in getting real with my circumstances and dealing with it and and making the best decisions for myself so i come out on the other end intact with a plan and of course you know that was um let me see i got divorced in uh 2003 we separated the divorce was final in 2013 you know it took oh, wow yeah right so, wow. you know it's not that we were fighting or anything it just kind of got put on the back shelf you know 
because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't ready to file. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and uh, every now and then my, my ex would call me and he goes, are we getting divorced? <laughs> What's happening here? You know? And, uh, and, and I said, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. But it finally went through 2013 uh, we're and we are friends. We are more than civil. We're friends. Um, we uh, have um, social circles that uh, intersect, and w- when we see each other, we end up talking. You know, because it's it's a friendship now, and and um, um, we're not. You know, you don't have that entangled. Uh, you know, and all those hot buttons. You know, the long disconnected. So I can wish him well. Right. And, um, but it's really becoming whole again and being able to move on. And now, you know, I'm in a relationship with a man who, um, let me see, uh, since 2009, um, uh, we're together. So it's like 13 years we're together, you know. Obviously, I, yeah. I like to have, you know, I like to have a steady, solid, you know, thing going on. I'm not into relationship. Yeah. But I like, I want to be in a relationship and have a partner in life, someone who is there for me, and I most certainly am there for them. And I feel that this is, um, it's important to know what you want and you and what you need and to pursue that, you know, have it, have it happen for yourself. Just don't sit, if you want a relationship and you're sitting in your living room, well, you're not going to meet anybody in your living room. <laughs> exactly. Get out there, you know. And, uh, get out there. Well, and it, even now, now you can get yeah. out there virtually. There's right. lots of ways to meet people virtually. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. And, yeah. you know, so so try it out. You have to experiment. I did. And there's no blood. Nobody dies. So you don't like him. He doesn't like you. Whatever. And you exactly. know what? It, it's the four-letter word next exactly next next and you know as you're talking about as you're talking about women in particular especially Mm -hmm. you know with divorce we keep hoping it's going to get better we give a second chance a third chance whatever um yes and i find you know both of us work with business owners and i work primarily with women i know you work with both Mm-hmm. Um, and as I'm as I'm hearing you speak about this, and I think the same thing happens in your business. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm having trouble making the bills. The revenue's not mm-hmm. coming in the way yeah. I wanted. Let me just hope it gets better <gasps> instead of really doing some crunching numbers, looking at what I can do. What can I spend less? What can I invest in that'll bring yeah. me more? Yeah. It's all the same thing. Yeah, you need outside eyes on your business. I mean, if you're, you know, if you if you are a startup, if you're not, if you don't get past your first year, forget it. And by uh, the fifth year in business, 50% of businesses are out of business. So um, you can start it yourself, uh, but I would uh, strongly advise partnering with someone who's been there, done that, and I've done it with up to 200 employees and more um, from the inside out with operations, policies, procedures, all this business stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, this is empowering because you know what's going on. I partner with you and show you not just what you know. You know how to deliver your service or make your do-daddy thing that you're going to sell. You know that. You got that down. But 
the business of your business needs to be attended to. Otherwise, you're not going to have a business. You're not going to have consistent revenue. Keyword, consistent. consistent. And know what to do, at what time to do it, when and how, and to do it efficiently, easily, not like in the state of uh, stress, panic, and oh my God, and overwhelm, because everything is on your plate. You know, everything is on you. Everything is on you. And the idea, you know, the key is to have cash flow in your business so that you can run your business and live your life. Yes. And I know one of the things you give away at your website Mm -hmm. is the hacks to improve. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. On my website, I put together, you know, five uh, cash flow uh, tips uh, to improve your cash flow. uh, Because even though you may be making a profit, in your business, you look at your financial statements, if you have financial statements, or are you just winging it in your head? I hope not. Or are you doing it on an Excel spreadsheet? Uh, I hope not. Uh, so you look at your financial statements and you're in the black. Yay! You know, but when you look at your bank account and what's coming in and what's going out, it's oh, there's very little in there. There's very little in there to move, to operate, to hire people, or to buy, you know, or just to uh, pay your uh, bills. It's cash flow. It's all about cash flow. So I uh, wrote those tips, uh, thinking about uh, the experience of business owners um, who um, rush out as soon as they're in business, they overspend. They buy all the equipment, they rent a big office or that, you know, all that. Um, and that's not necessarily the way to go for you. And um, I also tailor it individually to, uh, let's say, um, uh, a person wants to work with me. Then I advise them as to, okay, this is what you should be doing. And this is what you should not be doing to improve your cash flow. I show you um, how to project your cash flow for 12 months out. And so that you know, it's not like a last minute looking at, you know, your your uh, bank and going, oh, my God, next month I'll have nothing. Now, I show you how to project that out and know what's coming so that you can get in front of it, make a plan. The most important thing is to have a partner in your business who shows you how to plan and to make it easy and to manage your time. Mm-hmm. No, and that's not and 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 you know when you say the word partner people think oh i need to have a partner who owns my business with me no. we're not talking about that mm-hmm. right no. when you're talking about partner what are you talking no. about i'm talking about your uh go-to person for uh questions uh i'm thinking about this or what should i do with that or you know when people hire me uh i get texts from my clients all the time because i am accessible all, all, you know, all during business hours, you text me with what's in your head, what's on your mind, because you're going to carry this around with you until you have it resolved. I hope you resolve it. I show you how to think about this, how to hold it. And um, I'm not going to be your, you know, I'm not your mommy. I am going to show you how to deal with problems as they arise, because they always will always business it's eternal 
And it's all about the attitude of knowing that, you know, um, and I, and I, of course, learned this myself, you know, I wasn't born this way. I've had my whole life, a life's worth of experience that I will share with you. And so when clients work with me, they develop that muscle of knowing, you know, okay, um, I can solve this. I always solve it. I always will. I, I can solve this. It's the positive mindset that knowing you've done this before and you will do it again every day when you wake up, there's something on your plate in your business, you know, and, and it depends on how you hold it, how you think about it, how it drains your energy. If you think about it, like, uh, like with dread, oh, I got to talk to that person, you know, rather than talk to that person and get it done and passed. And right you know, um, I always have, um, um, on my refrigerator, I have a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, do one hard thing every day, you know, challenge yourself, but do it because you build that muscle of knowing, knowing that you can do this rather than, you know, shirk from it and shrink away, you know, as a business owner and even in your own life in dealing with, um, um, wanting a line of credit in your business or in, um, in your personal life, if you want to meet someone or you want to, um, have a divorce or whatever it is, you know, uh, you have to have a conversation with, um, you know, your sister-in-law who's whatever, whatever, you know, it could be anything, but the, the point is to, go for it because there's no blood and nobody dies. You, nice. show, you, show, yeah, you show up and you be your very, very best. And, um, and that was a very funny line. Um, there's no blood, nobody dies. Um, that was um, said to me by um, um, the, I was a CFO in a uh, company in, in Westchester, a furniture design firm. And uh, it was father, son um, ownership. And I was, and I was a CFO and I was stressed out about not needing payroll. And, you know, I would go to the clients offices and go pick up the checks and I would make it happen, you know? And, um, and I was on the phone constantly with these clients, pay, 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 you know, and the, and the father comes in and he looks at me and he says, Susan, there's no blood. Nobody dies. You know, it's all good. It's all going to happen. You know, he says it to me with this really heavy, thick Jewish accent that had me not, he knocked me on the floor. I was laughing. So hard. we were laughing, both of us, but I really got it that, you know, this is going to happen. It always happens. I always make it happen. It's like, chill out. I can't look at you. I'm taking. <laughs> so, so it's really you. Funny. You get, get the power of who you are. You got this. You got this, you know? And yeah. it takes it takes living especially life. when you have a mm. exactly especially when you have a trusted advisor. So you mentioned, you know, talk to your sister-in-law, talk to this person. But the reality is, yes, yeah. talk to those people, but yeah. then talk to somebody who's been there, done that, who can support you in getting where you want to yes. go. Yes, as far That's as business, key. yes, I am your business partner and your business advisor, your CFO in your pocket.
Absolutely. And yes. we want to make sure that all of you have a CFO in your pocket. So I really want to invite you to get your five hacks to improve your cash flow at SusanDRobertis.com. This woman's been through it. She knows she's a numbers person. I'm not a numbers person. So I need somebody like Susan looking over my shoulder. Who's looking over yours? That's the question. I urge you to reach out to Susan. You can reach her at her website. Mm -hmm. Susan, thank you so much for mm -hmm. being here and for sharing your story. You know, there are so many of us who um, got divorced and now mm -hmm. we're on our own. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of us, the husband handled the financials, right? I know right. mine was handling the financials. Mm -hmm. And we have, you know, a whole different way to think now mm -hmm. that we never had to do before. So yeah. I urge all of you to reach out to Susan. Um, if you are someone who is in business and wants to improve your cash flow, be in touch with Susan D. Robertus. Susan, thanks again yeah. for being here today. Thank you. I appreciate you. And thank you yeah. all for being with us. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you again next week with yeah. another episode of Be Real, Get Real. Thank you, Trish. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Susan.